rat. You didn't even give it like a three seconds. You just like, rats. 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 What is this? What are ratatouille? Is it like, are we going to make a, is, are you a chef now? Do you have a pet rat? I mean, is that is rat? This... I've never seen ratatouille. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it... okay. So going back to my clown days, believe it or not, I was hired by Disney Family Cruises. Now, this is such a weird story, but uh, um, and I and I wasn't a clown and I wasn't working for Disney necessarily, but I was hired to be a uh, an entertainer to lead games and dances and other stuff like that uh, on a an boat entertainer, trip, an entertainer to go around. Yeah, I know it sounds weird uh, to go around Puget Sound for a weekend Uh multiple times with uh, like cast from various TV, Disney TV shows and multiple families as they, as the, they did multiple tours around Puget sound um, and doing like to, to kick off the movie. It was an interesting kick off Ratatouille. Yes. Interesting. I know you were like a furry. No, I wasn't dressed as a, I wasn't dressed as anything. I think they gave me like a chef hat and a chef suit and I was there to just like um, help lead like like the um, like the DJ would play music and they would have a couple of the uh, the the Disney kids start a dance or whatever. And then I was supposed to like goof around and and just be goofy with the families and get the kids to the, the actual families and the kids to come out and, and dance or like, Oh, we're playing with a volleyball or not a volleyball. I mean like a beach ball or whatever. And, you know, just all sorts of that kind of stuff and just like hype up the crowd. So like, so you were a hype man for rats. I was a hype man for rats. Yes, exactly. Is that, is that what hype, I'm learning? Hype man I don't even know rats. what Ratatouille is about. I know it, there are rats in it because it's, about, it's called Ratatouille. It's about a it's about a, a guy who wants to learn how to make like an amazing food dish, but the only way that he can learn is to learn how to cook ratatouille with a rat. Tatouille. I don't Sounds know. I've never awful. seen the movie. But <laughs> You've never seen it either? I never seen what? it either. But that's that's the the high concept that the that one of the Disney kids tried to teach like tell me about like are we are we do we need to review this movie or something it's it's a cartoon it's a it's animated it's a mites in a wheelhouse is it on the disney app it is on the it's on disney plus i'm sure do you have disney plus i do how do you think i've been watching all that uh that that obi-wan that's fair but you don't have so many other things that's why i I, asked you know okay so to be fair to be fair, you are correct. But also, I probably do have these things. I just am dumb and don't know how to log into them. Well, that's... Yeah, I can see that. That's even fairer. I am also the guy that ate the hot nut, the death nut challenge, or most of it today. And my <laughs> mouth is still... You keep talking about eating hot nuts. I know. Well, I mean, like, ghost peppers and, and Carolina Reapers. And, uh, and yeah, they're just they're hot and I am still paying the price. And then the flaming hot Mountain Dew uh, that is when you have a flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yes. And it is hot. It is spicy. It is citrusy sweet. It is That's gross. disgusting. And it tastes like it tastes like Dayquil. So you put hot sauce in Mountain Dew? No, I did not put hot sauce in Mountain Dew. They put hot sauce in Mountain Dew. So it's, you're having heat and caffeine at the same time. Yes. 
Like, how could this possibly go wrong? It, I know exactly, right? Because <laughs> like, and I ate all that other hot stuff. Like, okay, so it's like a flight of five of the hottest peppers, like peanuts dipped in these things, right? So mm-hmm. I ate three of them before C for the uh, C ray gun for scrape was like, stop eating those things. Your face, you're making a weird face. You look like you're going to explode. You're sweating all over the place. You got to blow your nose. Like, and I'm like, I can't tell my eyes. I can't, oh, I, I rub my face. I was, it was horrible. There's a video online. I, what we do for comics, right? I mean, you and I do a podcast. I do dumb things for Kickstarter. Who's the we here? Oh, it was me and the rat in my pocket. I, I was about to say, because <laughs> like, I don't do any weird things for comics. I Whatever. just like do a podcast and hang out with Squatcho Man every once in a while. Who's that? Oh, sorry. Squatcho Man is a the employee of the month at the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington on Meeker Street. I saw his picture on a wall. I, you know, what's weird is he's the employee of the month and he like, is there like one day out of every like two months, three months. And I'm like there four days a week. Well, not as much anymore. Not as much. Well, I mean, it's gotten slow. So weekends, yes, I'm there. Weekends, Thursdays and Fridays. Fridays, yeah, I mean, so like, you know. So you, so what you're saying is the Squatcho Man is a superior employee. <gasps> For the one day that he's there? That's, I mean, he's very popular. And he, is, uh, he is very popular. For for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, Squatcho Man, uh, it can best be explained as a Sasquatch who loves Macho Man Randy Savage. That yeah, that has embraced the lifestyle. It's true. I mean, he's. I mean, like, I, I think there's there's video of him on the like. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up on my phone because like okay. you're gonna pull uh, it up on your phone so yeah. our one listener can yeah. see you pulling well, stuff no, up on I your mean, phone. They can't this see is me pulling very it useful. On the phone, but they could hear one listener. I apologize <laughs> for this. Welcome to uh, the Retro Emporium. I expect the unexpected. I mean, he does that kind of thing, right? So I mean, that's the okay. Oh, you're pulling up a recording. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like that. People could see that on the on the the. They can't. They can't. They can't get into the retroscope. That's fair. Well, you know, this, well, this is an invigorating and exciting conversation about the Squatcho Man. I'm not really sure how we veered this way. Uh, before we get into Nathaniel, before we get into Nathaniel Dusk number four, do you have any? thing to talk about announcements 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 and that well i would tell everybody that uh that you and i are going to be at a place uh this weekend but if uh this podcast comes out when i think it will <laughs> it's gonna be so late that that weekend is gonna be like five weeks in the future or i mean this podcast will be released five well in weeks. the future or present future past depending on uh-huh. when i release this podcast where are we going we're going to be at SummerCon in beautiful downtown Puyallup at the Washington State Fairgrounds, a.k.a. the Puyallup Fairgrounds. Okay. <laughs> but you and I will be there on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You might get your tickets at the gate, but you won't even need the seat. I don't even know. Will they need a seat? They don't need a seat. They it's just a, need a Saturday and Sunday. It's the a Saturday. 18th and 19th. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal. A Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday but night. I'll only be there on Sunday. So only, if you yeah. want Tanner, to meet the fun half of this podcast, yeah. you can go on Friday or Saturday. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, you you, cool. you and I are going to have a good time hanging out, doing that. And I hear there's going to be there's going to be all sorts of cool, uh, cool guests. So what we, you're saying is we had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a great time. Uh, we are we are, we were located in the in the like the hall with all like the the special guests and stuff like that. So it was like cool to get high fives and like you know shout outs and stuff. They were like, "Hey guys, we love your podcast," and you're like, "I know, I know." You even put your okay. sunglasses on. Yeah, so we had a great time. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it too. It seemed nice. Yeah, it was great. It was like we talked, um, you know, to to all the folks. And what are some of the things we talked about? Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about um, uh, how I eat dumb stuff and, uh, and Starlight, about, maybe and Starlight and we, the Junior Braves of the Apocalypse scrape and, scrape and how, how awesome it was to, to to hit the funding goal and, and blow it out of the water because people are like, oh my gosh, I want to get this on a comic book store. So all these retailers like just showed up out of nowhere and started buying like like I am blown away by this. Like you put a retailer tier, tier on a on a Kickstarter and people show up. That's nuts. And T-shirts. Who would have thought? But they did. So it's a thing. But yeah, no. Starlight issue five coming out. Junior Braves got that the RPG. Who couldn't want to play an RPG with your family, your friends, the kids down the street, and you know, like put them in the apocalypse and and then watch them try to stumble around. I mean, who wouldn't? Light. Who wouldn't? You know, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to do an rpg where stuff is everywhere yeah exactly it's, it's like it's it's wild wow i tell you wild. it's crazy Whoa. okay well with yeah. all the announcements out of the way maybe we should get into the rats now the rats rats and here they are there oh. are rats there are so many rats on this cover how many rats are there dan how many uh six one, two, three, four, five, six. You're right. And then well, one thanks. right in the middle. That's seven. Oh, wait. He's not a rat. <laughs> no, but it does look like he's friends with Speedy. It does. I mean, this cover, like, honestly, like, with the syringe or anything like that, he's like, oh, my gosh, what is he doing? He's doing some drugs. I've seen this cover before. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Green Arrow, your word Speedy. Is- yeah doing some drugs yeah well it's it's fantastic so issue four issue four of a four-part miniseries of nathaniel mm-hmm. desk private investigator this means we are getting to the end of the story and it does not look good for nathaniel he is on no. the ground rats are everywhere he's looking deadish he's looking deadish but he's looked dead a lot oh, so yeah. he's looking i don't, he's, I don't know if he's dead he's been in rough shape rougher shape every well, we know it's issue well, we still know it's this is May 1984. Uh, so this would have come out what February, February, yeah. And so cover date May 1984. And we've got Atari joust again, thank God, Ooh. on the cover. But I talked about that a lot in the last episode, yeah, so we will venture like, away mm-hmm. from that, yeah. But he's Nathaniel's back in his favorite place, he's back in the water. Back in the water, his favorite place <laughs> with all his clothes on. He's got a uh, dangerously close to the prop for the, the propeller. Yep. We're in the Staten uh, Island mm-hmm. or Staten Island ferry. Sorry. Yeah. In the Hudson River. Yeah. I don't really know New York very well. I assume I got all that correct. I, I, Our one I, listener can I, fix that if I screwed Island. that up. Yeah. No, you're, you're pretty. I think you're pretty, you're pretty dead on. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he's thinking about blades ripping him in two, which is always fun. Oh, yeah, no, not good. Not good at all. And we have created by Don McGregor and written, uh, illustrated by Gene Colan again, lettering by John Costanza, coloring by Tom Zyuku. Zyuko. I've said his name 18 different times throughout these podcasts, so why not say it four more different ways? There you and go. And edited by Alan Gold. Who? Alan Gold. Say it one more time. I, that's an easy one. I got, I got I know. it. I, just, I got it. Okay. Okay. I think I, I think I got that one. All right. I knew you could. I believe in you, Dan. So we are. Hey, I was right. He swam the black muck of the Hudson in his yep. trench coat. Yep. Uh, he says, great swimming apparel. And he kicked downward. The coat seemed to imprison his legs. Oh. Rush of churning screws. A lot of good, again, commentary here. And oh, yeah. I'm not going to read all of it. But the basic gist of it, he's in a trench coat, which doesn't make good swimming it's not, not at all not so great bad and he doesn't want to get stuck at the bottom but he kicks up and surfaces and a uh, tugboat finds him <gasps> lucky guy lucky day and they warm him up and he goes back to his office well i mean why wouldn't you it seems it, i mean it's i swear i swear he lives in that place i honestly i honestly think that is the only reason he goes back there well, and he heads out of the office on Sunday, so he gets a little bit of recovery time. Now we're to February 4th, 1934, and he sees a good, friendly Oscar <gasps> oh, at the yeah. magazine stand. Yeah. Hello, Oscar. And I wonder if Oscar has the grit at his stand. The, oh, the grit. You think? Think he might? It's possible. I mean, all the kids make their money off selling the grit. Maybe that's how he got started. Yeah, because you got to get it. Got to get a grit. You could also learn how to sell new musical microchip greeting cards, which I bet you had. You loved those things. I did, honestly. Like I, I would get those. Like if my parents got a a, a greeting card that played music, and then they were like, "Oh, I I'm I'm done with this. I'm gonna throw it away or whatever." I would literally like tear that thing apart and then attach it to a door in the house so that it would open. Like when the door would open, it would play. As so like you would a, harvest the microchips. Yes, I would harvest the microchips because <laughs> it would open, you know, as soon as it opens. So like if somebody went into the bathroom, you'd hear music. It's usually happy birthday to me. I bet your parents love that. They never said they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so if you never say you didn't, that means, okay. <laughs> He's so inventive. He's got a mind. of. Um, He's got a heart of gold, that boy. Easy. He's so interested in things all right well nathaniel was interested in calling out oscar oh my goodness wow dang he totally put the work on him yeah and out of nowhere in this story honestly i think the clues might have been there but they have to spell it out for us so i don't know if the clues were there yeah uh but he grabs oscar and and, and Oscar's like, Nathan, what are you doing? What's what's going on? And basically, in a nutshell, he confronts Oscar and asks him why he's been selling him out to the mob. And he's like, uh, but well, I mean, they run everything. They own it all. I had yep. to. Otherwise, I'd lose my lose my business and I could not feed my kid that you've been asking about this whole time. And they my, at least give me money and you don't. I got I got doctor's bills. I got to pay the doctors for my boy. And he does the classic, what, what, what's a man to do? Well, how about not sell out to the mob? That's right. I feel like there's better ways to do business. Exactly. But, you know. It's like, the only job I could do was work at a payday loan place. 
one listener, if you work at a payday loan place, I'm sorry, but you could choose another profession. There's other places. There are other jobs. It's like, I can only do this. Well, okay. So he goes to Italian Harlem, not Spanish Harlem. Italian Harlem. Yeah. I thought you would sing the song for me, but we're good. So you (laughs) totally dropped the ball there. I I set you up. You set me up the ball and I, and I, you you literally watched it. You watched it go over the plate. Like it was a knuckler. Like you were mesmerized. Wow. I even made a comment, but uh, he gets to Italian Harlem and there's Mrs. Gelino. Oh, you know who she is. Kind of. Yep. Kind of. Kind of. And said, Mrs. Gelino, there's no easy way to say this. Your daughter, mother of God, you tell me she is hurt. Yes. She is dead. I was at her funeral. And then she starts screaming. No, blessed Mary. Don't say such things. And he says, it was him, wasn't it? He killed her. Such a beautiful girl. Such a good girl. My Joyce. He took her life and ruined it. You mean her husband? And she says, his name is not spoken in this house. He needs to know. So they proceed to have a glass of wine together, of course. Mm Because they're in Italian Harlem. Yeah. And yeah. She says said no divorce and they never got divorced because the church wouldn't permit it. So now he finds out he was sleeping with a married woman. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah. And basically they have a discussion about how he was a good guy once. And then he started beating her after she had a kid and just kind of a terrible scene altogether. I felt this didn't come out of nowhere because he'd been picking up the clues on the address, if you'll remember, over time and and the location and Mm -hmm. picked up the clue in the apartment. So uh, this was foreshadowed. I thought the with Oscar, it seemed a little bit out of nowhere, but this definitely was built up to. Yeah, we knew that this was this was going to happen at some point. This connection. And then she identifies the big baddie who is Joseph (gasps) Costellino. Yes, big bad man. And then we can get military diamond cells and talk about terrible humans here. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I've been to military towns where they have like jewelry sales and all sorts of awful pawn shops and everything around the base to take people's money. So I'm not real thrilled with this out here. So we're <laughs> going to keep going. There we go. Yeah, and it even starts if you're in the armed forces and your credit is good. Yeah, they'll Yuck, help you out. Gross. Okay. <laughs> Can we just have the joust ads everywhere? Yeah. Oh, next page. Uh, We're we're back to a familiar face or two. Guess who's waiting for him outside? Blondie. They know he's found out the answer. So Blondie and Cadaver are there. Yeah. And they confront him, beat the crap out of him, and shoot him full of heroin. Right then? No, it doesn't happen right all on this page. What happens on these two pages? On these two pages? I guess you're right. On these two pages, yeah. I was like, I, <laughs> I had to get down to the bottom of the page that we were, like the first page. And then, I, is it heroin or on is page it? page 10 and 11. Actually, it's rat poison, it's apparently. rat poison. But they, they shoot them up pretty good. They probably couldn't say it was heroin in the comic book. That's probably part of it. So yeah, they make yeah. it rat poison. Rat poison. Even though Speedy was on heroin. Yeah. Could be fentanyl. Could be a lot of things. Yeah. But... It's just, give, it's, it's a bad drug and they have to call it poison. rat poison because yeah. I think the comics code is not rat on this book. So guy. there is no comics code on this book. So they could have called it anything. It's interesting. They made it rat poison, oh. I guess. Maybe, they But it makes it. sense in the next couple of pages as yeah. things move forward. Yeah. 
So then we get some more ridiculously amazing art as he's writhing in pain on the ground Mm -hmm. and he gets thrown and they basically throw him into old building, lock the door and then the rats come crawling out. And we have this sequence where he's really tripping out um, from being nauseous on the rat poison. Yeah. And he sees rats and he's seeing everything and he's smashing things in this place. Oh yeah. No, it's he's, he's like, He's getting worked over. He's working the place over. He's trying to get the rat poison out. Yeah, he cuts himself to suck out the rat poison like you would do. in a. he says, I read it in a pulp novel, which is hilarious. Because, yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, in every one of those bad TV shows we watched as a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, a snake bit me. Bite the, you know, got to yeah. suck the poison out. Doesn't necessarily work that way. And usually the other person will get poisoned. Right. That that would be a terrible idea. Do yeah. don't do that. That's why you carry a bite kit or something like that in the yeah. your backpack. So yeah, I would I would avoid doing that. But that's what they did. So anyway, it happens here, and he does that, and he passes out, and then eventually wakes up. Oh man, he's got the spins. I don't want him talking about sucking and spitting for a long time. So oh yeah, but he, that's what it says. Yeah. So. Now he's dead. He's up again and he's hitting the boards trying to get out. Eventually he breaks through and he jumps out a window. Yeah. And, and we jump uh, all the way from Sunday to Thursday, February 8th. It's like the uh, the kids from uh, A Christmas Story are waiting outside. And uh, yeah. <laughs> what was that, Ralphie? He doesn't look so, so yeah, he moves. He's passed on the ground. He goes to the hospital Thursday, February 8th. Now he's in the hospital and there's his good friend. <gasps> hey, yep. Murray. Yep. Murray's back. I Murray's believe Murray's back. probably figured out at this point he didn't do it. Yeah. Because how else would you end up in such a predicament if you did? And then we get you could get 3D stickers, six fantastic stickers for one dollar. UFOs, oh. space heroes, sharks, and more. Hey. You yeah. could also get a free catalog with over 1,600 novelties. Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. Or a book That's safe. If you order a book safe for $3.75. Hermit yeah. crabs. And what you would hide in there was coins, right? Yes. In your book safe? Yes. That's, that's what you hid in there, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. Checking. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? You can also ahead. do dynamic health bodybuilding or build an atlas body. Nice. And of course, Bill Crosby wants us to sit. If you can't send your money, he wants you to, he wants you to be part of the American Red Cross, which. Yeah. <sighs> yeah so he could fly on mission. Mm. Yeah. It's all bad. The, the, the whole lower part is all just bad advertising. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Did we empire comics? I think we mentioned that before. We, I, I didn't so. see if that was still there. So, well, anyway, hospital, Detective, says, get private uh, detective. Get better. Yeah. Hmm. I have an Empire Comics Vault. Do you? Empire's Comics Vault and Hots. No, I don't think that's it. It's not it. There is an Empire Comics of out of Buffalo. Yeah, maybe the same place. I don't know. Was that Buffalo? Let's go back a page. It was Rochester, New York. Maybe they moved. Well, it says top comic book store in Buffalo. Well, anyway, okay. So that's my invest my crack investigation skills. Not as good as Nathaniel Dusk. Not as good as Nathaniel Dusk. Who's in the hospital? Well, we are here. We have a nice hospital conversation. 
and he basically recaps what he just did. Yeah. Murray's like, all right, I believe you. Yeah. And then they talk. um, They mention a whore who works for Joseph Costellino's boys. She's a material witness and Murray knows who it is. Her name's Sherry D'Angelo. And the two of them can give you the real goods. Talk to Oscar Flam to tell him I sent you. So he's helping him out now. Mm hmm. And of course, he's gets out of bed and he decides to leave the hospital, which seems like a terrible idea. But he heads out to the Constellino residence and he's going to take problems into his own hands, which That's sounds it. like a fantastically good idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's been poisoned. He's been drowned a bit. He's had all sorts of stuff. He's fell off a building, he's been shot at, beat up. Yeah, why not? He's got to, though. He's got he's to see this thing through, right? Yep. And then he busts in and of course, Constellino starts calling him sewage, asking him, you know, like, who do you think you are? What are you doing in my home? I came to say goodbye. And he's standing there shooting him at him. And then there's the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And then Constellino falls. Just boom. He slips and now he's got a gun to his head and he shoots him. Oh, he shoots cadaver. Yeah. Shoots cadaver. Yeah. And Cadaver falls into Blondie's back. Oh, Blondie. And, yep. uh, and yeah, like, we're fighting, fighting, fighting. There's a big white page. Oh. I have a big white page. Well, he, they're fighting. And then, uh, like, um, was it Dusk? He's like, uh, I got to kill you or, re- or my rep shot. And it's Blondie. And, uh, and Dusk is like, try it. And your boss goes first. Yeah. And Blondie's like, nobody's my boss. And you hear, yeah, and he shoots Costellino. Boom, done. So now Blondie's the only one left. Ice cold. And they start fighting, and Dusk grabs some wood out of the fireplace that they foreshadowed, and he lights. I've just got to say, um, huh? I don't think I'm ever going to wear a trench coat again. Because uh, they catch on fire? Fall, fall into the water with trench coaches, catching them on fire. He burns the guy up. Oh, yeah. And that's it. It's the end. He took them all out. Yeah. And uh, he walks away saying, what's the matter, Blondie? You're not smiling anymore. You've got to admit one thing, Blondie. I do good work, don't I? (laughs) That was Blondie's line. Blondie's line. And so now we get to the epilogue. Yay. I love epilogues. I think all stories should have them. I also think all songs should fade out. That's that's not bad. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I miss fade outs. Yeah. And now he's got uh, Joyce's kids and they're hanging out together and they're chatting and she calls him out and says he's trying to say he loves her mom. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's the end of the story of Nathaniel Dusk for now. Yeah, I it it's so compact and tight and tidy. It almost seemed like it ended a little fast, but I mean, you got four issues. So what do you do? Yeah, you have to wrap it. You have to. It, it's if you are, if you know that you only have this much, these many pages, this many pages to to tell the story in. You have to do it in, in that time. Yeah, and, I mean, I just watched uh, the second to last episode of the first half of the fourth. Did I get all this right? The second to the last episode of the first half of the fourth season of Stranger Things. Is that okay. all correct? Yes. Okay. And yeah, they are wrapping fast. Oh um, yeah leading into this mid season. I haven't watched the last, I've watched 20 minutes the last episode, but I haven't watched it all, but it is wrapping quickly. And so, yeah, I get when you have some subplots and things like that, 
the Oscar thing seemed to come out of nowhere, but it seemed like they wrapped up everything else mm-hmm. pretty well. Definitely. Speaking of speaking of TV, if do you think this would be this would make a a good show like a season? Um, maybe if you did this in the second miniseries, which we'll probably not cover, but yeah, <gasps> we're not going to cover it. I'm done. Well, not right now. We're, we're going <laughs> to do some say other that things. All the time and that, that usually means we're never going to, never going to read it. That doesn't mean we're never going to cover it. Um, <laughs> we could get to Nathaniel Dusk too at some point, but I think but we've, I need we've more had our fill of Nathaniel. Dusk. You've had, you've had your fill. Oh, fine. For fine. a while. I mean, For let's, there's a, you know, there are uh, there are just a few comics out there in the world. And there's a few. OK, OK. I don't want to read private detective books. So you think forever. But, but you think if you had this book and the uh, this series, this 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 small this small run series and the second one put together, you'd have a, a good like a one and done season of a show or sure. two seasons, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're doing it British style, I think you could do like that four, three or four parter thing, right? Yeah, and do three more. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the style it should be done in. I think the book's a lot of fun. So, and it's getting a lot of praise in the letter columns. Obviously, letter columns are probably going to cherry pick the praise, but folks liked it. Yeah. There were folks. I think if you think about what's going on around this time. On television, gosh, when did Mike Hammer get on television? It was just either around this time or just before this time. So after. it was, it was no, I mean, 1984. Yeah, 84, like, yeah. So the new Mike Hammer's on. So this is in 84. The new Mike Hammer's on in start of the 84 season. So that would have been the next fall, right? Yeah. It's so, all popular content. Yeah. At the time, you've got the new Mike Hammer, of course. Uh, not to be confused with the original series. So you've got that going on on television. I think there was a thirst for these kind of things continuously, but with that on television at the time, I don't think anybody would have been really interested in making this into anything. Yeah. Uh, Now, could you come back and revisit a property like this? I think, sure. I think there'd be an appreciation. I think one thing that hurts, uh, which hurts, Don McGregor's chances of ever getting this anywhere, of course, him himself, but also the the detail he gave about the time period mm-hmm. in the book. Obviously, you can reset the time period. I think a lot of television shows don't pay attention to the time period in this much detail mm-hmm. or would have trouble making it and getting people to relate to it. But yeah. I like it. I, I mean, gosh, didn't I know it's probably like four or five years ago now they did mystery on the Orient express, right? They did Agatha Christie. It was fairly popular film. So Mm -hmm. yeah, why not? I think if you had the right cast involved, it would get people's interest. I think people do like to watch something that is a little, um, is set in a different time frame than what they're used to. I mean, Peaky Blinders is set roughly in the same time frame. Uh, that this is set in. I mean, obviously set in a different country. Uh, in in, um, in the I mean, UK. this could be a four episode HBO Max series, yeah. sure. But but then you know, do you really want it to be? Yeah. <laughs> you really want HBO Max handling this? Well, maybe not HBO Max. I mean, I could see it as like. I mean, I could see it but as that's a who's got it. So is it? Yep. Oh wow, it's Warner. So it'd be Nathaniel Dusk starring John Cena. Oh my God. Imagine that. 
I mean, John Cena was fantastic in Peacemaker. I had to get talked into watching it multiple times, and that show is fantastic. I thought he was much better in Cockblocker. I did you watch Peacemaker? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I will allow you to watch that because you need to. It's fantastic. I think even your other would like it. Yeah, I, I, I I'm sure, I'm sure we would, we would, we would enjoy it. I, I mean, honestly, I could see him coming like going to the role and making it something. It would be interesting. It, it would be interesting, but I, I mean, I would want, I would want somebody good playing the lead and Mark. I'm not, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not joking. It's a possibility. I'm not joking. I think you put, put Mark Wahlberg as, as, uh, I've seen it. He, he was in, in, uh, uh, what the Spencer, the, um, they did that, the Spencer show and that was out of the movie and he did a good job as a as as a private detective in the you know it's like seven ninety or maybe like early two thousands. You know, I have an idea for the lead on this actually. Okay. Throw it up. Uh, because he has a working relationship with Warner Brothers because he actually voiced Michael Keith. A Green Lantern cartoon. Oh okay. And he's done cop parts pretty extensively in his whole career. Um, I would want Christopher Maloney. Oh, okay. For this part. Yeah. And See. so, I mean, he's done Oz. He's done Law and Order SVU much longer than obviously Oz was on. He's got the previous relationship with HBO. He's got yeah. a previous relationship with DC Comics voicing some characters. He's of an age where I think this could work for him. Yeah. He's not quite too old to play it, I think. That's where I would that's where I would stand on that. I could see it. I could see it too. I honestly like I would love to dreamcast <laughs> dreamcast this and and cast it out and then make like put it out into the world and then all of a sudden somebody say these guys were talking about this comic book and I read the comic book. I thought it was really good. They had this idea and then all of a sudden there's people that are like this is not a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could I could see it happening now. Has it has he done something wrong? I don't know about is he like, you know, raped anyone or, you know, anything like that? Said I don't something know about. terrible on the Internet or been videotaped. Yeah, and I just being... want to make it clear. Rape is not a joke. What I am no. simply saying is I am so ill informed on yeah. these issues that I literally don't know um, if somebody's done something wrong. Yeah. So if 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 he has, then that would that would definitely uh make him not the choice, but <laughs> okay. I just really want to make sure that I'm not putting somebody in the role. Who's like done something terrible. Well, you could Google him. <laughs> I have, I am. So are you and, and the verdict, I don't is? see anything. I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. So well, with that <laughs> said, we can move on to the end of this yeah. episode. And I think we're good. Get your 75 free Matchbox Puffy stickers to go with your Xbox cars. I just want the wonderful Advanced Dungeons Dragons video game for in television. I I tell you, man, the, the only thing good about that game is this advertisement, right? Ugh, excuse me. Death nuts. Blah. The only thing good about that game is... Can you is, hold your hot nuts down, please? I can't. Is this picture right here? Because that game is very hard and not not fun. <laughs> I understand Chris Maloney had hot nuts on Oz as well. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not going to touch that. No, 
not going to touch yeah. it. They've already been touched. It's fair. <laughs> right? Right? That's just a sh- you know that's an int- it's so interesting that show I could just not watch. You could just not watch it? No, like really it was just too real. It was too disturbing. It was yeah. too messed up. Like I <laughs> nope. You're like I I get the concept. I seen snippets of it and this is this is everything that I don't need to see. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Are, they are definitely like y- you watch reality TV sometimes for an escape and then or, or your reality TV and and scripted TV for those two escapes. And sometimes scripted TV is so real uh, based off of what you do. Un- you understand to be real uh, from things that it, it's like watching very well produced reality TV and you don't want it. So, yeah, it's the show is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. So. Anyway, I mean, I saw a couple episodes, but it's not something I was going to keep watching. So you're like, okay, this is all I need. Well, anyway, now that we're lost on Chris Maloney's acting, uh, I do think he could be a private detective to play this part. Yeah. But he'd have to be bald, of course. Of course. It can be done. Well, on that note, we talked about the plugs at the beginning. So do you have any final words here as we wrap up? Uh, issue four of Nathaniel Dusk. I have, you know, I am, I am good. I am good. How about you? I think it's good. I think this is a little pretty low key podcast, honestly, but I, you know, we're wrapping up a really great story and uh, we may sound low key on this one, but I do highly recommend going back to the uh, dollar bins and grabbing these and taking it. You should. I mean, like, I mean, I'll always tell you to go find that us, us one, but I mean, if you happen to cross Nathaniel Dusk. Well, once you thumb past the 50 copies of US at one number one in the dollar bin, you may also look f- earlier in the alphabet and find Nathaniel Dusk. Yeah. And if you find Nathaniel Dusk one through four, grab them all, but make sure they're from the same story. Find, well, the, the good news about Nathaniel Dusk two has, has a big two on the cover. So you could, you know, go find both. Really? Yes. Number two. Well, on that note, I'm not sure I have anything else to add. So I'm Dan. And I'm Greg. And that was the good And this was another fantastic episode of Funny Book Forensics. See you soon. Funny Book Forensics. Oh, I got to hit the stop button.